Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. What's the best way to fish like a local? What if you could book a trip with an experienced local guide with the click of a button? Now you can with Fishing Booker. Now anyone can access enjoyable fishing experiences anywhere. Take the legwork out of setting up that trip and explore more than 30,000 fishing experiences at your fingertips. Just go to fishingbooker.com to get started and book your trip with a local guide. That's fishingbooker.com. Fishing Booker. Fish like a local. Clean and protect your firearms with Riptide Armory. Riptide Armory's products are military and professionally formulated and approved, featuring a groundbreaking graphene-infused ceramic coating that is safe for all surfaces, providing unmatched protection for any firearm. Discover a new standard in gun maintenance. Order your advanced cleaning kits today at RiptideArmory.com. Riptide Armory, relentless performance for your firearms. Hey, I'm Tyler. And I'm KC. And I'm Eric. And you're listening to The Element Podcast. What's happening, y'all? Guess what? Guess it. We are not in Texas, but there is still weather to be talked about. It is storming like crazy outside <laughs> today, and it wasn't even supposed to. Today we've uh, got a storm moving in. Yeah. Tornado watch Mark Skirto over here. Uh, <laughs> Nobody but, uh, will get that. We are. Except for me. Uh, we've been up in Illinois and other states mm-hmm. uh, scouting for world records and mm-hmm. looking for all kinds of deer stuff and even doing a little bit of turkey hunting. But one of the main reasons we're up here is that um, – there's a guy here sitting with us, my brother, according to some. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Uh, <laughs> Peaky, speaker number two. <laughs> um, Eric Gentry is going to be running camera for us a lot this year, hanging out with us a ton, hunting with us a ton, and uh, this is kind of our opportunity to all get together and hang out this spring. Uh, it's very uh, brisk spring up here. It's yeah. very like summer at home, so it's kind of a weird thing. We've been wearing a lot of clothes up here, but... Um, we came up here and did some scouting with Eric, did some hunting with Eric for some Turks. I'm sure we'll talk about that. But Eric Gentry, what's up, man? What's going on, everyone? Uh, glad to be with you guys. Good. That's what I'm, I'm talking glad about. you're here, man. Dude, he's so good. He is. He's smooth. He's already good. He's smooth. He's got a good voice too. Oh yeah. Like, and it's not just a like it's not like a face for podcasts. It's a voice for podcasts. <laughs> yeah, but his face go. is actually pretty good. There you, you know go. What I mean? There you go. Oh yeah. And that's why people think we look alike. <laughs> We've so, got, well, we got asked three times now. I think Something so. Like that. Yeah, yeah, we're brothers. We've known each other for like two months. I, I keep know. going off of this thing. It's like, how weird is it to be like to total strangers? Hey, are y'all brothers? Right. Because like, people are brothers quite often. Yeah. It's like when a couple walks in, are you going to be like, hey, are y'all uh, husband and wife? <laughs> probably. I mean, yeah, yeah, probably. why would you ask maybe, that? Maybe, maybe not. Yeah, I don't you know? know. I mean, up here uh, in Chicago, may not be, you know. I don't, so. We ain't going there. We're here. That's no. where Eric's hometown is. Oh gosh, yeah, it's, <laughs> I know it's, it's scary, scary yeah. land. But uh, so um, Eric is a guy who's done a little bit of filming and stuff, and uh, is going to help us out a ton this year mm-hmm. doing that stuff, and probably going to uh, 
spend quite a few nights with his head laying down in Texas this fall mm-hmm. more than uh, Illinois. But um, we want to talk a little bit about kind of what you've done in the past hunting-wise. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I, I would like to actually, before, though, I would like to get your thoughts on why you think people ask you if, they're, if y'all are brothers so much. What oh. is it about y'all? Well, we both have long hair. Yeah. We both have beards. Yep. Um, and... I think your eyes are really close to the same color. That's it. Yeah. We yeah. have sparkly eyes. Sparkly eyes, yeah. And uh, I guess our you're a little Be more, you're more redheaded that. than me. A little bit, but yeah. But I yeah. have the kind of a red tinge to my beard mm. stuff, especially. So, Red beards. That's it. Yeah. I guess. We're about the yeah. same height. Yeah. 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 So, I don't know. I mean, y'all look a lot alike, I think. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well... <laughs> I just make it just makes me think about the uh, pizza lady the other night that yeah. asked y'all. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah she basically she has a crush on Eric. Though, yeah. so. She told uh, she told me that she likes Eric. <laughs> she said, "I said which one of them looks better?" And she looked over at Eric, and then she looked down at her feet, and she said, "I can't say." Oh, she man. was like, "It was a trap." <laughs> I got some real good jokes. Chicago pizza is good, man. It is, dude. Deep dish. Can't beat a deal like that. Mm-hmm. But um, Ever had Peoria pizza? Pizza? <laughs> Peoria pizza? <laughs> no, I haven't. You hadn't? Is it the, get the quadruple P there, can't you? Yeah, Peoria, pineapple, uh, jalapeno, which is also a pepper, and pepperoni pizza. Eric doesn't like peppers. Really? I like some peppers. There's some I like. Okay. I like Which green. ones? I like green peppers, red peppers. I thought you didn't um, like green peppers. No, I said I said I did. Green peppers. Yeah. It's just new to you. Yeah, new, it's, it's new, new to liking. Yeah, it's new to liking these things. Will you eat yeah. it raw? Yeah. Will you eat it, it cooked like fajita? Yeah. All right. Remember, it's not mushy. As long as it's a little crisp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I got you. green peppers, hot ones. Yeah, I could do that. You could do some hot ones. Be pretty good with spicy food. Yeah, I like spicy. Neither I, of y'all wanted to touch the habanero salsa that I had. No, no. because we looked <laughs> yeah. at you in pain and said that's a pretty bad idea. It was a bad KC idea. KC was like, KC pulled up this uh, little salsa they had this uh, this place, this Mexican food place that we went to, and dumped it on a chip, right? And it was yeah. like it wasn't like normally when you get salsa out of a bowl. You like dip a good dip, uh-huh. you know what I mean? You get a good, put a good dip in. That's right. <laughs> and so that's what that's about salsa. <laughs> but when you take the habanero, uh, like I don't know what what it's kind of sauce like is that? Sauce. It's like a hot sauce. Yeah, yeah. it's like kind of like a Louisiana sauce that you can kind of dab yeah. out. And you put the same amount that you would have well, salsa on there. That's dumb. <laughs> like, well, and you know you're pretty good with hot stuff, but yeah, I don't uh, like the hottest of hot. I'm not a pain. habanero eater. Yeah, you know, it's not me. I like. But I like you misread the, or you didn't misread the label, but you saw. That the other, the green one was habanero, so you thought, Oh, this I just red assumed one would be. the other one, red one, would just be like <laughs> be chili peppers or something, you know. But Next thing you know, he's over here, like, I gotta have this water, I gotta have this water. <laughs> I was eating dry chips just as fast as <laughs> you know, like woodchucking, some... which we saw a woodchuck, right? How about or, that? Um, groundhog, woodchuck, same we thing. We saw a groundhog, groundhog. That's I don't it. remember seeing the woodchuck. Though. Is that the Did same we... thing or not? Is it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't have a clue. Well, dude, listen. That's the first one I've ever seen. So I can, Actually, I did see some. We uh, know about ringtail cats. In Maryland. I've seen them in Maryland before. Maryland, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I was up there for. I like the uh, emphasis you put on that. Maryland? Maryland. That's right, dude. It's the land of Mary That's right. Joseph. It's like this is Illinois. <laughs> How bad do people get mad if you say Illinois? Illinois. Well, 
for people in Illinois, we're just kind of used to it, you know. Yeah. Just oh yeah, you're not from Illinois. Yeah. It's Illinois. <laughs> it's Illinois, not Illinois. So yeah, I'm okay clarify. with people not knowing well, I'm not from here. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. That's fine. People call it when people call it Texas, we get real mad too. That's right, it's Texas, right. yeah. <laughs> Texas down there. Yeah, just in case y'all didn't know, if you're not from Texas, uh, then. <laughs> <laughs> you should definitely not call it Texas when you come and call it Texas yeah. to people when you, you meet them. Yeah. So, Eric, <clears throat> when did you start hunting? Uh, my first year of hunting was 2012. I, I got into it then and watched a lot of Outdoor Channel and kind of got out of it for – I was hunting private land. Like I said, I was watching Outdoor Channel a lot. So mm-hmm. that was kind of my head. Like, hey, you got to have private land to hunt. And I was totally wrong Who's your biggest inspiration off of the Outdoor Channel in 2012? I was watching a lot of Lee and Tiffany at the yeah, time. Yeah, it's a good yeah. show. Yeah. It's hard to I I we've and we've talked about this before. I think Lee and Tiffany do a great job. Yeah. Um yeah. but it's hard to like nobody else comes close in the world, mm-hmm. really. You to know what I mean? Stuff to just do. managing and killing deer like yeah. that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it kind of sets a precedent that. But at the same time, like you don't watch the MLB and think, oh yeah, I can throw a ninety-seven mile per hour fastball. You know, <laughs> yeah. so I don't know. But yeah, go ahead. Keep um, going. Yeah, so I watch them, and it, you know, when you see all that success, and you don't have success in the woods, and you know, you kind of get depressed about it, and you kind of get down and out about it, and you see your other friends having success, so kind of fell out of it for a few years but got back into it in 2016 when i started watching youtube hunting and Mm -hmm. came across bill winky and midwest whitetail which Mm -hmm. led me to the hunting public which led me to you guys and uh yeah i've been hunting public since 2016 and love it cool dude yeah just living on it man (laughs) yeah living on it and so what what i think that how, did you have permission to hunt private when you were doing that at first? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was getting permission here and there to hunt these private lands. And, of course, at the time, it was my first year of hunting. So, you know, I'm going in there scouting, not knowing what I'm looking for. So that didn't help, you know. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> I'm you, telling you, I mean, it ain't easy to no. scout without having done it for, a lo- like, for a few years at mm-hmm. least. And especially know? up in here, and I'm sure you guys have seen this, especially here in Illinois when you're seeing sign every there, 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 yeah. there. Mm-hmm. It's like, what, what do you do? Yeah. What's the good sign? Yeah. You know, and also like, even when you have been scouting for a long time, like we have some, or a lot of it's just inference anyways. So the only way to prove it is to like year in and year out, kind of test those theories. Mm-hmm. You know, like we walk around all the time doing these map scout challenge videos and stuff. And like, yeah, last year we shot a bunch of deer after doing them, so that kind of helps prove it. But, like, in the moment, there's no way to be like, oh, yeah, I was right about that. Right. You know what I yeah. mean? So, like, even us today. Some people, didn't, some people on yeah. YouTube even can do right. that. That's right. <laughs> but, like, even us this week, like, we'll walk around and, like, be like, oh, this is what I think about this. Mm-hmm. I could be completely wrong, but it's what we think. You yeah. know what I mean? So, like, I know the, the, the difficulties that you run into with that scouting deal. Did you um, – do any passing of deer whenever you were hunting your first year? Uh, my first year, no. I did. I actually shot at one buck, miss yeah. completely. Were you going to shoot anything you could? Uh, yeah, back good, then. Yeah, good, yeah. Good. What, what size buck was it? Kind of. Uh, it was just a button buck back then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's kind of a funny story. I'm going to tell. It. It's kind yeah. of embarrassing, but I, like I don't care. Those <laughs> We've got um, plenty of them. Like I said, I was a new hunter watching a lot of Outdoor Channel, mm-hmm. and I I didn't have any guide of hunting or anything like that, mm-hmm. so. It's like one of my first times hunting, and I'm in the blind, and uh, I let out a grunt. You know, I see it on TV. I want to let out a grunt. Let out a grunt, and a buck 
bun buck comes right through the brush staring just like at on me. tv and i like <laughs> so i still have my grunt in my mouth and draw my bow back because on tv you when you get a deer to stop what do they do mm-hmm. they, they run like, it to my head i was like well, how do they keep that grunt in their mouth when they <laughs> <Yeah>. shoot <laughs> i love it's it it's funny and so, dude <laughs> and so i got this bow drawed with the grunt in my mouth shoot it and what happened the string hits my grunt call oh, out of no. my mouth and just i don't know what happened <laughs> It was just oh crazy. My, dude, I love that story so much. That's but, good, uh, there's, That's a uh, first lesson right off the bat I got. Dude, and, we uh, need some... Maybe that, maybe we need to be running more second you know, second angle to let people know it's not... Like, you just take things for granted sometimes. Like, yeah. people don't know that uh, you're actually <laughs> doing them. That's right. Man. Yeah. That's what but um, have you ever seen the little thing that they advertise on the Outdoor Channel or whatever has a piece of tr- surgical yeah. tubing that runs <laughs> to, your, to your grunt call. Uh-uh. Yeah, so it's like, I don't remember what they call it, but it's like a, this little hose that comes out at your, your neck right here, like your turtleneck spot, and you just go <laughs> and blow on it, and it and the grunt call. They even have one that it runs all the way to the ground. Really? Yeah. So you can grunt at the ground while you're up. Well, maybe that's what I need. Well, yeah. you know, and then I, I watched, uh, you know who Mark Rober is, either one of y'all? Uh-uh. I know the name. He has a YouTube channel. He's uh, just slightly more famous than us. But uh, he does like, I think he actually helped. I, I may be wrong on this. Y'all are going to laugh if I am. But I think he actually was a big part of the Mars Rover uh um, and his name saga. is Mark Rober. His name is Mark Rober, <laughs> and he's like a you know engineer scientist kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, he did a one on a horn and made a giant horn, and that they could hear for like ten miles or whatever. Dang. And uh, he was talking about how the horn actually makes why the sound is better through a horn or louder through a horn or whatever. So it amplifies as it goes through there on the brass instrument or whatever. Yeah. Well, it, I think I can't remember exactly. My kids were watching it with me, and I was a little bit tuned out, but it was. Uh, Something about, you know, forcing all the sound waves in through a little tiny gap or whatever. But I was thinking we can make one of those for the ground underneath our stands. We've got a lot of ideas. <laughs> Me and my dad have got a couple of those, too, that yeah. I don't think we'll ever see a lot of day, but they might work. We need know. Butch back on the podcast. Well, you got to talk to him about that because sometimes he gets a little bashful. Does he? Yeah. I don't see that, man. He'll be all right. Yeah. Well, well, that was your first year hunting. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So, so that was on private land. Yep. And so, why have you? Um, why? Ha- why have you? I feel like, and I may be wrong, but have you written off? I feel like you've written off a little bit private land, and why? Uh, it's not that I have written off. It's just I kind of like challenges. I'm pretty competitive, so I like the challenge of public land, and I like fighting other pressure because mm. i feel like i'm competing against someone else you know yeah yeah sure it's just in so my nature <laughs> competitive talk about your stats bro let's see my your stats, stats? Let's they're, they're not very good <laughs> no, they're not <laughs> no. no what about the the sports stats man uh they're, they're, you got a few don't yeah, you they're all right i guess yeah no i don't know yeah. still, uh, do you still have the record no i don't anymore no. they broke no they broke. It, they bro- so the the guy i broke i play i was a quarterback in mm-hmm. high school and broke some passing records but the guy i broke his son ended up beating my records a few years ago oh yeah mm, yeah that's bubble, cool. bubble screens man yeah. that's where people rack up the yards <laughs> yeah. you know i'm yeah. not bitter or anything that that kid was a pretty good quarterback that's so yeah yeah he, not i mean was he eiu good or anything yeah uh, yeah i think he was yeah, yeah. he's yeah. pretty good oh man yeah, that's oh, that's man. tony roma i know I mean, dude that's yeah that's, that's where QB tony school. yeah yeah sean payton hang bro holly dude just legendary. I know, just Illinois. kings of the castle over here. <laughs> just corn fed, man. Just grow big old boys that are athletic. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, 
you've uh, you killed a couple deer with your bow, but yes. you, you haven't caught, killed a buck yet. And nope. That's kind of what you're what you're set out to yeah, do. Yeah, and that was that was my main goal last year, and it kind of you know I could have shot a doe, but I was so concentrated on the buck, and I should have shot the doe because I don't have any meat. Dude, sometimes <laughs> you uh, that's the way it goes. Like if you shoot the first one you won't see the next one or whatever mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. uh, we talk about it a lot like you have got, if you want to shoot a big deer you got to pass some small ones to shoot a big one and mm-hmm. sometimes if you just want to shoot a buck you gotta pass some does shoot bucks so mm-hmm. you started filming like uh was, when was it two years ago well or? when i hunted i already had a nikon camera anyway uh-huh. so i was like i just want to bring my camera on just because and film and put some episodes together just whatever you know mm-hmm. <laughs> for mm-hmm. for my own personal self really yeah and yeah. then i it just became like i made these episodes and started putting them on youtube just because mm-hmm. it's out there and it's free i mean yeah n- no reason not to <laughs> yeah yeah kind of you holds your cool catalog. stuff too yeah, yeah i think yeah. so too man yeah. you do a really good job of setting up shots you got a good eye for it man and like the story's told really well I like what you what I you appreciate, it, man. That, I appreciate uh, it. Footage of that deer going across the river last year. Yeah, that's that cool. cool. And it's yeah. it's cool getting that stuff when you're self filming. Yeah. Mean, yeah, it makes oh, it. Yeah. So we'll talk about fun. that a little bit because you hunted strictly from the ground last year, right? Yeah. Well, really, I've hunted strictly from the ground till up last year. So about four years, I've been strictly on the ground, and mm-hmm. that's basically just because I was unsure if I wanted what kind of do I want a climber? Do I want a ladder? Do I want to hang on? Or do I want a saddle? And the saddle is something I kind of learned about over the last year or two. And uh, that's something that I just went to immediately because of how light it is. And I mean, look at the, your climbers and hang on. It's just metal and it's really clanky and mm-hmm. it's heavy. And mm-hmm. if you're doing public land and walking around a lot on being mobile, you're going to want something lighter like a saddle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you. So when did you buy the saddle? Uh, last November. So, you, did you hunt out of it at all? Uh, yeah, I yeah. hunted in it in November and December. Okay, okay. Yep. What'd you think about it? I, I love it. Yeah. yeah. And, like, soon as I got it, I was like, oh, this is legit. <laughs> yeah. This is legit. <laughs> Dude, you're going to love it. Did you shoot a deer out of it? Because no, you didn't, didn't shoot one last year. Yeah. Nope. So, okay, so... Um, when you shoot a deer out of it, you're going to be like, whoa, dude. Yeah. Like pretty cool stuff yeah it's cool eric has been talking about kind of his selection of a saddle as the first thing that he has ever hunted out of and quite honestly i'm pretty sure he didn't actually select a platform to hunt with his saddle he actually hunted off his sticks well i've got good news for eric and every single one of you guys out there cruiser saddles is launching their brand new platform it's called the seeker it's a pretty cool little twist on kind of what you've seen for traditional platforms. It actually has an angled lip edge or front end, whatever you want to call it, that keeps from putting all the pressure of your body weight right in that arch of your foot. Instead, it spreads it out. I can just see that this thing is going to be super comfortable. They actually launch Friday, May 7th for pre-order, I believe. So, if you're listening after that date, go out there and order your Cruiser Seeker platform. It's going to be awesome. Um, Eric's a lefty. Yep, yep. Which kind of makes that a little bit weird, but uh, it made it <laughs> cool for us today. We'll talk about that later. But dude, like, talk about covering 360 I on know, the tree, dude. dude. <laughs> but, like, so everybody always thinks about, like, the weak side of the saddle as being 3 o'clock or whatever. We talked about that last night on a, on a different uh, podcast deal, but uh, – Weeks out for use actually nine o'clock, yep, yep. which um, almost means that like if we're ever like self filming, all three of us sharing spots with each other might be hard because we choose trees that are set up for right handed shooters mm-hmm. as saddle hunters. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, Eric. It's almost like an opposite wind yeah, on that location to work for him. Isn't that weird? Yeah, it's weird. Like, I haven't really, th- like, it's not, not weird to be left-handed. It's unusual. Well, you, we were discussing the word weird earlier. Eric has a food <laughs> thing. And he says, like, I don't like weird foods. And then we're like, well, do I like weird foods then? Yeah, of course we, then, of course, we had to talk about every food under the sun. Right. <laughs> Eric once threw up by the, at the side of yogurt. So. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's either last year or when he's little. We can't really. He said, out, he said, I threw up one time because of yogurt. And I was like, okay, put it in his mouth and it was nasty. You know? <laughs> no, he was staring at a cup of yogurt. <laughs> you ever think to stop staring? Yeah. You know? yeah <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that lefty thing. That's kind of kind of a new new twist on it, you know. And I don't I don't know, but you're right. Like if you were uh, like in South Dakota, you got a <laughs> no. cameraman hunter setup, you know. Dude. Like you really could like set your platforms on the same level. Yeah. And then just kind of like just hand the camera be over. Be kind of weird with one another up there, <laughs> but like you know, like yeah, it's just like the cameras in between you. Yeah. And then like if it's on this side, this guy shoots. On this side, this guy shoots. Yeah. It's kind of cool. It is cool, man. Mm-hmm. I like it. Did you uh? So, have you bought a bow new? No, I haven't. I've I bought all used. Was it difficult to, you know, start bow hunting trying to find used bows for a lifty? Or did you- uh, actually, no. There, so there's a there's an archery shop south of my hometown, and mm-hmm. uh, they actually had one left handed bow in stock. And perfect. That, that's it. I want it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll take it. Yeah. That's well, cool. you know, I guess that's true. You can't be super picky yeah. whenever you're one of the rarer <laughs> right? uh, attributes out there. Right? So, did you yeah. throw a football left-handed? No, right-handed. I was thinking so I've you done did. everything my whole life right-handed, but for some reason I could do a lot of things left-handed. Yeah. Well, you, yeah you but you, you could throw a football yeah, left-handed. I could shoot right? a basketball left-handed. I could throw a football left-handed. You switch, can, switch hitter and I can switch hit, yeah. yeah. The reason you, sh- you shoot left-handed is the eye thing, right? It's left-eye dominant. Yep. Is that what you're yep. saying? Yep. Yeah. That's That's – Funny because my dad is just like me. We're the least left-handed people in the world, and he's left-eye dominant. So, but he still, I mean, he's he's a pretty good shot with a with a bow. And uh, but it just it just is such a neat thing to me to think about because, like, can't do anything left-handed hardly at all. But like people like you that are out there that can like. Like probably throw a baseball like seventy with the left and with the right or whatever. Yeah, you know, it's like oh my gosh, like I don't know crazy. if I can throw a baseball seventy with my left. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, it yeah, might it's be not like quite 50. the same. I got you. That's your knuckleball arm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there you go. You. Can yeah. you drive in the paint with your left arm? Yeah, uh, I'm not very good with the left layup. Just yeah. strictly left. I thought you were dunking most of the time. Uh, no, no, not not these days. No, <laughs> <laughs> you did better than me. I can't even do a layup. We passed, so. by, we passed by the gym the other day, and he said, "Yeah." I said, "Can that hold the the rain you're dropping from the three point land?" And he's like, "It holds that, but it doesn't hold me from jumping out of the gym." <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, so that's cool. okay, so you uh, you got your bow, and let's see, you so you you actually haven't ever gun hunted, right? Nope, no. Nope. Okay, so and you're you're probably not going to anytime soon, right? Uh, I'd like to. I'd probably gun hunt. During turkey season, I'll probably do that. Yeah, yeah. What about okay. pig season? Oh, I'll do that. Sure. <laughs> Some yeah. CZ guns. So, uh, yeah, a little throwback to this. This is like you know us introducing Eric like officially, but he came down and uh, videoed the hog hunt stuff with us, and Eric got to or not got to be, but I was lucky to have Eric as my over the shoulder guy 
when I shot four pigs at once yeah, with a shotgun, it was, it was and so it was awesome. pretty sick. Yeah, it, was, it, yeah. it was my first time ever seeing hogs. The, oh, that's right. Yeah. It was the first hogs you ever yeah. saw. Yeah. And I was just rolling them. I didn't even let him look at them. He you did know? a good job. He, <laughs> he did a good job, too. That's when we knew. It was like, this yeah. is, is going to work. If I saw like my first bear, I'd be like looking over the screen. I wouldn't have a clue what I was filming. You know, like, yeah. whoa. Our camera guy last year saw his first bear, and he was not looking over the screen. He was looking uh, over his shoulder as he ran away. <laughs> he was looking for the truck. That's right. Like, where is the truck? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, so um, we actually um, ran around with you some this week and did some scouting and stuff. And, you know, we were kind of talking about the difficulties of scouting or whatever and uh, looked at a place that you hunt quite a bit and looked at some other stuff, you know, or whatever. And it's man, it's a lot different than what we see at home. Yeah. You know, I think that um, whitetail or whitetail across the board, you know, habitat is going to be habitat and food's food. But they're all different in, you know, I guess what species they're eating and living around and all that kind of stuff, you know. But um, I don't know. What are some of the things that, like, you have learned to key in on up here, like, for whitetail hunting, you know? Because you do – you seem to be – so let's back up on this a little bit as a public land hunter you understand success is not dead animals success is seeing a deer right yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, for sure. yeah you seem to be having quite a bit of success pretty in good October. encounters with yeah. bucks too yeah. Yeah. yeah i mean you were telling me you've, how many times did you draw your bow back this year there's like, at least four or five times before i before i shot the buck i did it i shot a buck but i didn't find it so mm-hmm. Uh, before that, I came full draw on at least four or five different bucks. And yeah, that's pretty nice. That's pretty nice. <laughs> yeah. So what what are some of the things that you're, like, keying in on? Uh, I really try to concentrate on food. Like, mm-hmm. what what are Me they going to be eating? Too. Where are they going to be eating <laughs> this time of year? Where are they yeah. eating? Yeah. And the place we're at today is kind of tough for that, especially because there's not a lot of ag fields around. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of acorns, but not a lot of ag fields. So. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to fight that when there's not a lot of food around because mm-hmm. it's a really big mi- missing piece. Yeah. You use elevation a lot too, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like in, in if depending on what piece you're hunting or whatever, but if there's like big ridges, creeks, draws and stuff like that, mm-hmm. like you were talking to me about some of the instances that you had um, with some of the bucks this year mm-hmm. and how you were kind of looking at maps and stuff and you're like... Well, these two uh, like secondary ridges that come off the main ridge really kind of make a bridge across this whole entire ridge, mm-hmm. you know. So, like, if you look on a big, like, people talk about saddles over like one ridge, but this is almost like a you know half mile stretch of ridge, secondary ridge coming from the east to secondary ridge going out to the west or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. So. You focus on that a lot, I guess, too. Yeah. Put uh, it in the creek some, too, right? Yeah. And yeah. what I really like to do is experience. I mean, just learning things day by day and mm-hmm. what you learned from last year. I mean, going like, let's say if I'm going out to deer hunt tomorrow and I hunted today, I'm going to take what I did today and use it tomorrow, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of like what you're talking about today, where those deer were coming from over that little bridge you're talking about. I had had previous encounters with bucks down in that creek bottom. Mm-hmm. And so I knew that. And uh, I think I back then I was, I think I was, um, it was something with pressure, I remember, that uh, is in this area that made me think that they're using that bridge, mm-hmm. going that, from that spot to that spot. And that's mm-hmm. why I set up on that day, that, that spot that day, thinking that they were going to cross that bridge because they don't want to go I think south because it's just parking lot access and that's where all the hunters are heading. So Mm -hmm. they're probably going to head deeper across that bridge 
you know, towards uh, that other secondary ridge. Mm-hmm. Do you ever pay? Because um, it seemed like today you didn't really worry about the white oaks too much because there's a ton of them in there. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's like a thing for you normally, or do you? Are there times uh, that you pay a lot I'll, of attention to them? I like the oaks. I told you, told you a little, uh, told you guys a little bit about this. Uh, when the beans turn yellow, mm-hmm. I really like the mm-hmm. acorns because mm-hmm. they just disappear, and that's where they're going. I feel like is the timber looking for acorns. Mm-hmm. You uh. You showed us some trail camera stuff, like some pics and stuff of some summertime deer, and then I'm guessing you ran some trail cameras during season and stuff mm-hmm. like that, too. Yep. Um, we found in Texas that summertime trail cameras are fun, but it hardly ever translates into, like, seeing a deer right. that you get. Yeah. Is it that way up here, that, too? That's, that's what I got in that piece with all those big bucks yeah. on. Yeah, mm-hmm. I got summer pictures all year and then just come september they're just gone mm-hmm. and then there's just you gotta start over pretty much yeah <laughs> it's you, frustrating now yeah. was the in-season stuff kind of slant? that buck that you shot at did you have him on trail camera no i didn't yeah no. and uh i didn't actually run cameras down in that area mm-hmm. so that was that was the same area where you shot right where mm-hmm. you're getting different big bucks and stuff yep. down there um so that deer wasn't on camera showed up on what date November seventh, the one I shot. You're talking oh, about, yeah. The one you yeah. shot at was November seventh. That's a good date. This yeah. year was hot, so yeah. yeah. That first week of November was hot. It was. Yeah, it was. I think most of the country was that way. Yeah, I know we were. We were in Kansas and in in Texas in that early season, early November stuff, and it was smoking. And that's mm-hmm. that's exactly why I set up on the river that day is because it was hot. You know, I was mm-hmm. my thoughts were a doe and heat's going to need water at mm-hmm. some point. And there's mm-hmm. a big river here and previous uh in october earlier that year i had filmed a bunch of doe in the river and so mm-hmm. i just went and set up on that exact same spot and sure enough buck crossed right there and yeah. he drank while he's standing in the mm-hmm. river right yep. yeah, yeah i remember that yeah yeah dude eric got some pretty sick footage <laughs> yeah cool. did, so uh did you come to full draw in october this year any um yeah the yeah. day you shot oh that's right to yeah. the 23rd that crazy day i shot a deer that in crazy day here in yeah. illinois yeah and so what were you hunting that day you say what was I hunting? Yeah, like what uh, what type of habitat or? Uh, I was going on? into the into the timber for acorns. There's mm-hmm. that cold front coming in, and I just knew they were going to be cruising through those woods. Yeah, and so so when when do you when typically are you seeing beans turn yellow, deer turn on to acorns? Um, it kind of changes every year, mm-hmm. uh, just depending on how hot it is in October. It's sometime in October they'll turn yellow. So they turn because of the frost, I guess. Or, yeah, and it it can get hot in October, so it can get hot and dry, so they'll get real yellow and dry. Them out, yeah. Huh? Yeah. I, it's, I've been around soybeans a little bit when I worked in South Texas, and some of them would turn yellow midsummer. I think they have like a lifespan, mm-hmm. right? So like maybe uh, like a hundred days from planting, sense, they yeah. turn yellow, no matter when that planting happens. Yeah. I imagine up here that planting happen, happens. Like, I mean, we're up here in early may and they're drilling soybeans mm-hmm. right now so you know i don't know how what the dates are or whatever but i think that that probably has a lot to do with it too i'm yeah. sure there's all those other factors that matter but because uh, the reason i say all that is that like it was late july in coastal texas plains and there'd be yellow soybeans so mm-hmm. it's not just about you know weather or yeah. whatever so, so so what is your what what are what are you going to focus on next year up here and what are you going to like, how are you going to kill a buck next year up here? Man, I feel like I was pretty close last year. Mm-hmm. I think if I had a saddle the whole season, I'd, I'd have a buck. Yeah. I believe that. Um, you feel like 
Why do you feel that is, I guess? I, I was picked. I came full draw on four or five different bucks, and I was picked off by all yeah. of them on the ground. Yeah. Yeah, I, that's how I feel too, man. It's like, I don't know. Ground hunting is cool and fun, and it can be done. But a lot of times what it – that was a rhyme. Sorry about that. It's all right. Um, <laughs> a lot of times, though, like <clears> – <throat> I just feel like that last that last moment is where it just all goes yep. haywire. And there's another thing to think about too, and I've probably talked about this on the podcast before, but when you come to full draw on the ground, even if you get a shot off, a lot of times that deer is going to be look like maybe looking into the sun or whatever, and it sees you draw. It looks over at you and it stops, and you rush a shot, mm-hmm. and or the buck drops because he's on high alert. Right, mm-hmm. he's going to jump the string, and from the ground string jump is just yeah, yeah. ain't even a one I mean lung we've or proved it time and time again really last year my south dakota buck is kind of like the ultimate example i'm mm-hmm. grunting, grunting him into 20 yards but he knew i was there you know and, and it was kind of i had a good back cover so he didn't really see me draw but he knew i was there the yeah, whole time and as soon as i bush. shot he dropped and hit him just in the like it had to be a one centimeter, one centimeter by one centimeter spot that was a bad spot to hit, you know. So no penetration and yeah. it lost him. But it, the T bone, basically, right? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> just the hardest piece of bone on a deer's shoulder. But um, yeah, it, that ground thing is just so tough on mm-hmm. whitetails, man. And it um, seems like <laughs> you enjoy the difficulty of that do, stuff man. sometimes, <laughs> you know? Because uh, today we um, spent. How many hours? Eight hours, your watch said, chasing turkeys, <laughs> right? Because, uh, and we were chasing turkeys around, and it didn't cost us, but you were doing it with a bow, mm-hmm. which um, I don't r- really care to attempt unless they make me. So, uh, <laughs> you know, like... Um, Meat hunter, baby. It sounds difficult. Uh, but, yeah, you you kind of thrive on that difficulty side of things mm-hmm. uh are you going to be okay with taking measures to make things a little easier for yeah. yourself yeah I will. so um <laughs> is your aversion to rangefinders because you haven't bought one yet or because you like the difficulty of <laughs> basically ranging? just because i haven't bought one yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah it is hard it's a i mean it's one of those things you need but like i i've been thinking about this a little bit too with the rangefinders because i've always had a cheap one like a mm-hmm. 70 dollar yeah. rangefinder or whatever and it almost messed me up last year. The Texas buck, you know, it was just one of those evenings where it was just darker earlier than, like, you feel like it should be, you know. And everything out there is just grayscale. There's no, like, really timber for me to, like, see contrast or anything. Um, and luckily, the tree that I was sitting in was a cottonwood that had, like, some branches had fallen down and died or whatever. And they were on the ground. They were white. And that's the only way I was able to figure out how far that deer was. Because I, cause I couldn't see through it because it's just a cheap rangefinder. It was so dark in my – I got to mm-hmm. see fine. Mm-hmm. But when I put it up to my eyes, just pitch black. And mm-hmm. I had to find the white thing, range it, look at it, and go, that's 20. Okay, he's another half of that. And that's how I knew he was 30. Mm-hmm. And you <laughs> smoked him. I smoked him. But, but it was it. right after you'd ranged something – and yeah, and it was not like not had a pretty good miss. Yeah, it which was a three is not, yard difference. Not normal for you. And yeah. I didn't shoot well, so yeah, it, it uh, was it was a bad deal. But so. that was a good shot. After you know, it's a pretty tough thing to do is to like have a bad shot and then follow it up in an hour on another giant buck and make <laughs> and just make it count. You know, I guess I, I totally. I think I talked about it in my interview. I just felt completely like <laughs> there was somebody else. 
Taking the weed. <laughs> <laughs> so next year, um, what date are you gonna kill your your uh, Illinois buck? When we go? Oh, Illinois. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when can I come home and hunt? Oh, uh, <laughs> just take that out of the equation. Yeah. Just tell us. Is it you know if you if you just kind of we're like you if know you had the whole season. If I had the whole season, I'd say October thirtieth. Really? Yeah. It's pretty good. Man, that's a good date for us, too. Mm-hmm. We've seen some trail cameras light up on the 30th, 31st at home there. Yeah. Yeah. I like that date. Do you, uh, are you saying that after some exploration that we did this week yeah. that yeah. makes you feel better about <laughs> bumping, bumping up that date a little yeah, bit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so um, we went out and scouted kind of one of your home properties that you'd spent hunting a lot of time on and or spent a lot of time hunting on. Sorry. Chicago we are pretty, uh, we are pretty sleep deprived <laughs> at the moment, but, uh, um, thanks to our sponsor, uh, caffeine in a squirty drink. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're doing okay. But, um, we, uh, kind of, I don't know. All three kind of put our heads together and maybe looked at some new spots and stuff, right? Like, um, you, expressed to me that you kind of always had the like get way far back away from people but you've been interested in the concept of like hunting next to the road mm-hmm. and stuff like that because you feel like there's maybe a soft zone there well but... I, and i've i've seen bucks i've walked out of the parking lot and have seen bucks watching the parking lot well, well i'm gone mm-hmm. i mean it's smart on their part yeah <laughs> yeah why why did you never really think that like man i should just hunt there I don't know. I just overlooked it, you know. Yeah. Dude, it is hard to hunt near a parking lot. It sure lot. enough yeah. is. I don't, know if, I don't know if I've ever really hunted near a parking lot. It's hard lot. to hunt near any human anything. I know. You know? I know. Like, and part of that is just an enjoyment factor. Yeah, too, I, yeah. That's pro- it's probably part of it. If you're sitting up and someone walks under you, you're going to get angry, and you're probably yeah. just trying to avoid that, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. That's uh, So my Iowa buck, I, I was hunting near the road, but the road was a uh, – they have like class B roads or something. I don't know. I forget what they're called, but like, and maybe even C, but like the, um, like it's like denotes the, the, uh, like maintenance that Minimum they, maintenance type yeah, roads, yeah, that they put on these roads or whatever. And so, like, on that particular day, that being that it had rained, I knew nobody was going to be down there. So mm-hmm. I didn't have any, like, I had a good experience, you know, I was, I was alone and everything, but I, I mean, I literally was watching deer cross the road at the creek, you know, mm-hmm. at 80 yards, 70 yards or whatever. So, but, you know, and that, I think that can work, man. Um, but it's just, it's hard, man, in, in a lot of situations when you talk about like, you know, just hunting right next to the road. But I think like, especially, especially, you know, like that last weekend, like the, if you say the 30th, like you're saying, and a cold front comes through, um, those deer are going to get explority mm-hmm. very explore-ty. quick. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They're Another gonna... thing that uh, I've found, like in Illinois, that's a big deal, is that a lot of places, I think it's okay to let this out. I don't think this is like particular to any specific WMA or whatever, but like a lot of this stuff you have to park in the parking lots. Yeah. Yep. So like hunting close to the road is no different than being way back if you're not close to the parking lot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like whereas like – at home at our WMAs, most of them at least, you can kind of disperse park wherever you want to as long as you're off the pavement. Yeah, you know? side of the road. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And, uh, you know, with that in mind, shoot, some of the best trails we see are road crossing trails up here, mm-hmm. you know. So it makes pretty good sense, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Um, so the have you ever done much hanging of trail cameras on scrapes or anything up here? 
Um, I did last year. I found a good scrape to hang a camera on, and then I got nothing but blowing branches for mm. a good two months. Mm, you told me about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, that's frustrating. Yeah, it kind of ran my battery down. And uh, as at the moment when those bucks dis- dispersed from that property, so I didn't get hardly anything. Yeah, that. yeah. What are your What are your plans to keep uh, or to I guess to uh, minimize that disappearance that happens on your trail cameras? this year maybe not um because when i put when i put in the cameras it was probably september Mm -hmm. i mean maybe late august so to me that's probably pretty late Mm -hmm. maybe get in there earlier than that and stay out of there okay so you feel like you feel like maybe that you messed some of those deer up i I guess yeah Yeah. i'm thinking i probably did i got you so you know cell camera could help with yeah Yeah, we're gonna have a few of those might have to hook you up with yeah so, and that's one of those things that's awesome about the cell cam is that you are very minimally intrusive, right? So Moultrie actually has a new cell cam coming out. Uh, it's supposed to be this month, right, Casey? Yeah. It's supposed to be, uh, I think, $99 and has a cloud storage and everything. We've You've probably heard us talk about it. It's going to be pretty legit. We're, we're pretty excited to try out the Moultrie uh, cell cams. So looking forward to that and uh, employing those on public land because another thing that you get with a public land cell cam is the opportunity to put something way back and know that it's working, right? Mm -hmm. And if it's not, you're not disappointed after sitting there for two two months, three months soaking with that trail camera and going in there and going, oh, there's nothing there, you know? So anyway, be ready for the Moultrie cell cams to launch this summer. It's going to be awesome, and we're going to definitely employ some of these in our arsenal. I would say that, in my experience, it depends on how much you're in there kind of checking and stuff, but... I wouldn't say late August is too no. too close. As long here's what I think. Um, just kind of from what I've done, I think the key is to make a big clean sweep and get it all done in one day. Mm, right. Because if you're like, I'm gonna go in there and put this camera out, and then next week I'm gonna put another one out. You know, that's when you're making intrusions. But man, it's like you talked about this. Like you thought that like uh, if you bump a buck from its bed. And he escapes with his life. He actually thinks that's a good bet. Yeah, he got away. He, he got away. Yeah, it's, and I never thought of it that way, but it's a good point, you mm-hmm. know? So it's kind of like Man. that. With, he said that? Yeah. <laughs> I think he might have read it or something somewhere. But I think it, I heard it. I got it from him. It's cool. Yeah. It's cool. I like it. It's, yeah. I hadn't thought about that. But um, it's kind of like that with the trail camera thing. If you go in there one day and just, you know, put out whatever cameras you're going to and then stay out until October or whenever you're going to go check, it's kind of like you uh, – those you're going to come back mm-hmm. to that spot. Yep. You know, you're not going to push them out yeah. by one time. Even, right. You know, a coyote runs through there every day, yeah. you know, so it's not like they, I don't know, oh, a human run away, you know, <laughs> it's just not quite how it works, yeah. you know, so. Yeah. KC, what do you think about what you've seen scouting on this trip? Because we did, uh, is it okay to say we went to Indiana this yeah. week? Oh, yeah, yeah. So there was some, we saw different habitats than just Illinois, too. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about it all? I've got a lot to think about on that deal. Um, I think that Indiana has to hold some pretty good deer. I think that a decent amount of the public in Indiana is much harder to hunt than some mm-hmm. of this stuff over here because Indiana does have more um, hilly terrain stuff that's away from ag fields. A lot of stuff you see in, in, in Illinois is around ag and it's kind of you know broken habitat or whatever which is real good for hunting mm-hmm. it makes a lot of deer um 
but I think that as far as quality goes, you should find some of the similar stuff. Um, now, when you come back to Indiana, uh, I'll say this. We were out, you know, chasing turkeys all day, and I'd be walking around. And be like, Man, look at the size of that old rub. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, we're in Illinois. <laughs> that's, that's what they look like up here. Yeah. You know, there's big deer here, man. Yeah, that's, yeah. How, um, on a scale of 1 to 10, how embarrassed are you about the shingle oak deal that happened this week? Oh, <laughs> I like a four. <laughs> okay, okay. So, um, it's just, it's like kind of how we open. Like, there's stuff up here we don't know, we don't see, yeah. you know. And we've been learning about it the whole time. And the thing with the shingle oak is it is a very non-identifiable leaf. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just kind of a lobe, single-lobed leaf. It could be a pawpaw. It looks like a bay leaf. A yeah, a hickory. hickory. Yeah, it could yeah. be a bay leaf. <laughs> you know, like it's it's tough, you know. But we were um, scouting a real good spot and uh, found a white oak cap. But I don't remember where a white oak tree was in there. But we found some red oak trees. And then there was all these other trees, and we're like, man, these must be like beech or something, because it looks like oak on the bark, but the leaves don't look like it, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then we, I got the, actually, it was bugging me, and we were walking out from scouting a place in Indiana, and yeah. I was on my phone the whole time on the walk out, and I finally yeah. was like, oh, this is what it is. Well, it came, what it kind of came down to is, because we've been looking at them all week, mm-hmm. and it came down to, like... um like you said, like we we found acorns that like had to be from those trees. Mm-hmm. And we we're like, this is blowing our mind. It also out. came down to I found I saw American beech trees, which look like American elms with really smooth bark. Mm-hmm. So I was like, what is that tree? Yeah. And then identified that as American beech, and I was like, well, okay, the things we have been calling beech are not beech. <laughs> so what are those? Yeah. And uh, finally figured that out. But so, what do you think about? Shingle oaks, how important are those to a hunting strategy up here? I haven't the slightest clue. Yeah. I'm assuming that deer eat them. Yeah. Uh, I think that... Pretty small acorn, really, right? Maybe. Weren't they? Yeah. Or I mean, we they... found caps, and you don't know if they're really from pin oaks or if they're from, you know, whatever they were from. So... I feel like the bigger ones we were finding were the, like, northern reds or whatever. Mm-hmm. We called them northern reds. I don't know if that's what they were or whatever. Yeah. But... So... I don't know. It probably be something that Eric can probably help identify and kind of learn uh, about I, a little bit. Yeah, I don't know my trees very well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's uh, that's one of the things as a public land whitetail hunter that's helped me a lot yeah. is kind of learning that. And, and it's not it's only for kind of month of October and some in November, mm-hmm. you know. But like learning what oak trees are what, yeah, and really persimmons and yeah, persimmons. other stuff like that. That's what really mm-hmm. helps, you know, because then you're like, oh, okay, so it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think pecans yeah. sometimes uh, have some kind of a draw in Texas when you're, especially when you're talking about hogs. You know what I mean? Oh like, yeah. If you want to go kill some hogs, you need to know where some pecan trees are. Turkeys you know? like pecan trees too. Yeah, they're good roost yeah. trees as well. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, they are because they're kind of their branches are far apart. Mm-hmm. Got a lot of space in them. Yeah. What did you notice about Illinois? Um, I'm trying to think of what I can say here <laughs> 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 because there's uh. There's some things that I noticed that we probably will talk about off of air. Yeah. <laughs> that uh, I, We uh, did some, some uh, scouting for YouTube purposes, and we did some scouting for us purposes yeah. on this trip. Yeah. So uh, there's some things that won't ever see the light of day for you, for you <laughs> listeners out there. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, I don't know. There's, uh, to me, um, there's a lot to explore still up here, I think, for mm-hmm. me. Like, there's a lot of stuff, I mean... It just fits into since we live kind of in eastern Texas, like it, 
it fits into a travelable distance for us for the mm-hmm. most part, you know, because uh, we got kind of a straight shot up to it. Um, you know, and it kind of, to me, like, I feel like you're getting that, a lot of times you can get kind of the taste of the east without uh, having to drive all the way to Kentucky or Virginia or West Virginia or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, even Ohio, you know. And and so uh, maybe, th- like, that's one of the things that I noticed is that I definitely conti- I want to continue exploring this stuff up here. Um I do, I do notice, or I did notice that um, across kind of different parts of the state, and as you're going towards Indiana and stuff, things are really changing mm-hmm. quite a bit. Um, you know, it's it's uh, there's a lot of different landscapes here, and what I like about it is there's still it feels like there's still big deer everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like in Texas, things obviously Texas is a lot bigger, but still same thing. Like as you change landscapes. It's not always that there's big deer in every landscape. Well, a cool thing about Illinois is that it's not a super big state, but it's it's long. Mm-hmm. So it yeah. spans a lot of latitudes. Mm-hmm. You know, down in the southern part down there, you know, we have spent some time with that Shawnee stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh you're you're in some hills, but it's kind of it's it looks like home a little bit. Yeah, it's got that Ozark feeling yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And then as you go up, we were traveling the interstate and we're like what is that weird looking conifer? You know, like there's like, <laughs> yeah. This, yeah, like, there's like some changes going as you head north, mm-hmm. you know, and that's another thing that happens as you head north is the deer get a lot bigger too. So, <laughs> Big bodies. Um, you know, that that's, it kind of makes you excited, but you start seeing like, y'all have got the greenest grass up here for a place that's still <laughs> like almost barely out of frost, you know, like it's just, it's a different yeah, country. I guess here. I've been just grateful and just, kind of overlooked that my whole life we get a month of green grass yeah it goes (laughs) from dead from winter to may where there's some rain and then june it gets over 100 degrees and it all dies again so (laughs) yeah Yeah. they actually have grass painting businesses down there so Mm -hmm. isn't that funny isn't that cool i would love to paint my grass (laughs) (laughs) um so like i i mean there's there's uh i'm trying to think anything specific the shingle oaks was was definitely a thing that um I, i enjoyed learning about this um this yeah. week the mm-hmm. some of the birds were cool man uh and kind of speaking of that like we did some turkey hunting this morning um and i guess i kind of want to talk about that a little bit um because we had a pretty fun morning it was fun we should i mean we should have killed some birds um we had a lot of gobblers around dude it's nuts, man. I, I did not expect to see that many turkeys. <laughs> I did not either. I, didn't, I thought there would be one gobbler, and I was not expecting that. It just felt like it was almost like that day in the Gila where Somewhat. like we would like go bump an elk, and then one would start bugling across the canyon. And be like, we'd look at each other and be like, let's go. <laughs> we just go over there and bump that one, and then we'd go bump another one. <laughs> like every time, like there was hardly any downtime until, you know, about noon, just about. Yeah. Well, at noon it picked back up again. <laughs> yeah. But the uh the the I guess the downer is that it gets bright or daylight so early here yeah. that uh we were to the hunting spot or the parking lot at least by about four forty five. And that was still like probably fifteen minutes too late. Mm-hmm. Or if we well, we we saw the sun as we were walking in, remember? Yeah, yeah. 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 And um so we kind of started out from behind a little bit, and we still kind of made it where we wanted to go, but we, at the same time, had to figure things out along the way, mm-hmm. I think, and that kind of 
inhibited us a little bit. Well, I mean, we're, what we're all you still think pretty of, new, so yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're kind of new to hunting in general. I mean, you know, this is my first turkey hunt ever, so. As as a shooter, right? Yeah, You've yeah, been a, yeah. as a film as guy a film. A I film my buddy, but going as a shooter, this was my first turkey yeah. hunt. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm not very experienced turkey hunting. Tyler's probably got the most experience, but most years are with uh, Rios, right? Mm-hmm. Which kind of seemed to be a lot different than Easterns from my little experience with both. I mean, I feel like <clears throat> I feel like the landscape is one of the biggest differences. You know, mm-hmm. like where I've killed Rios is West Texas. I mean, you're talking about everything's got a thorn on it, and um, there's big fields a lot of times that you just can go set up on in the late morning and stick decoys at 20 yards out there and birds can see those and come to you it's kind of roam they right? just roam yeah. these birds didn't roam they kind of had their little ridges that they kind of camped out on mm-hmm. yeah yeah but, I mean, what did you think about our first morning experience you know kind of tell us a little bit about what we did and what happened it was wild, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's kind of everything I ex- expected. You know, you go in there, you listen for them, and just go after them, you know. Um, I don't know what I would have done different, though. You know, it's yeah. hard telling with – it's just hard telling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. It's a, yeah. it's a tough thing to do. We, I mean, dude, we had – you had at one point a couple, couple of gobs that were like 60 yards from uh, yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, they were coming. And that's the issue that we were seeing. Like you were talking about, they, they kind of wanted to be on these little ridges, and – um, we, it was a struggle to get decoys to the highest point of a ridge mm-hmm. without being seen by the birds. That's mm-hmm. kind of what I felt like the mm-hmm. whole time. I've, I've done a little bit of researching <clears throat> and reading and listening on podcasts about turkey hunting in particular. And I hear that guys that hunt Easterns don't use decoys as often. And that's kind of more of a Rio and Miriam's type deal. Um, I'm sure they, there's guys that are like, well, I use them all the time, whatever. But I've read that. Somebody says that, and I've always thought, like, well, maybe Easterns are more shy of decoys, but I really wonder if it's just more difficult to get the decoys in a decent position mm-hmm. and that you end up getting busted. Because <clears throat> we busted a bird off the – like the bird we were after, really. Um, I don't know if he's – we actually went out there the evening before and, and roosted a bird. That's kind of how we knew where they were. But uh, I don't know if he's the one that we roosted or not. Yeah, I don't know. Because ended up being way more turkeys yeah. than we thought there would be. <laughs> yeah. um, but we were trying to set up on him, and, and I think – kind of as we were getting decoys out, probably busted him. Mm-hmm. So I just wonder if I hadn't been fiddle-faddling with them decoys around, if uh, if that would have gone differently. I don't know. Yeah. You know. We just mentioned that Eric and I had gone out and did a little pre-scouting or roosting or whatever you want to call it on these turkeys. And uh, I'd never been to the property before. We show up at pretty much twilight and we go out there, and Eric goes woof, woof, on his little hooter thing, and uh, we hear this turkey gobble. And I was actually able to get on my Onyx Maps app on my phone and kind of judge the distance that I think that turkey was away and use the line distance uh, tool there on the app and decide which little finger ridge I thought that gobbler was on. And the next day, there ended up being way more gobblers on that ridge than what we originally thought, so it didn't come into play that much. But there were three gobblers that ended up being on that exact ridge that I had dropped a pin on using the line distance tool. So it works. Be sure and click the link below if you were interested in Onyx Maps and sign up for one of their subscriptions down there. I think if we had had decoys where that those two would have seen them, it was game over. In the very for, At the very beginning. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, Cause I, they, was, I was one of the only ones who could see them really good. I Casey could just could see, see a, a head. Yeah. yeah, and that was it. Like... That was that was what they did the whole time. When they came out on, on top of the ridge, they just stood there with their heads straight up for 
you know, minutes, you know, and I'm like, I'm like, please just keep working because they were they were yards from being able to see those decoys, mm-hmm. you know. Have y'all heard of reaping? When it comes to turkeys, you know what that is? Um, it's what I would like to do. Uh, me too. So <laughs> I don't really people know. Li- it's kind of like how <clears throat> some of these purists are poo-poo on shooting bearded hens, you know, mm-hmm. and all that, or shooting fall turkeys. The purists think that this is like, oh, it's not the right way to hunt a turkey. Um, <laughs> I like to eat turkeys and shoot them, so I'm all about it. I think that here's what reaping is, apparently. It's um, flagging a turkey with a fan. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, those turkeys are like, what's going on or whatever, and you just like fold this fan up, mm-hmm. and apparently it's like an instinctive reaction. They go to it, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're competing for a hen, right? That's called reaping. It's like what those guys are doing when they're shooting turkeys on the ground at like six yards, you know, they're kind of hiding behind mm-hmm. a decoy. Um, and I kind of think in that situation... If I'd have had a Yeah, if fan. you'd have had a fan over there, them turkeys might have went... I mm-hmm. think you're right, man. Yeah. Because, I mean... When they first came out, one of them started strutting after a few minutes, mm-hmm. and I I couldn't get video of it because I feel like I couldn't move. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm 80 yards, but there's just dude. When they got that long neck, you're just like goodness, dude. Well, we're Can't in a spot. Move. We're in big timber, and they burned it. I guess in early spring or something. So it's fairly open. You know, yeah. there's not a ton of cover in there, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you feel like man. I can't really scratch my nose or do anything yeah. Yeah. in there. And then that was the same way. Like, I was kind of down the pot from the decoys. Like, you could have drawn a straight line between me and the turkeys, and the decoys are right there. So I felt like the whole time, like, man, they're probably looking right at me. I can't mm. do anything. You know? Yeah. I mean, we – and we – they they retreated after they didn't see anything, and they were hearing a still call and stuff. They were pretty wise, I think. But uh, we called them back up the hill, and I thought it was going to happen. Well, we moved the decoys a little bit. Well, we, I mean, we, we call them back up there, too, as well. I don't know if you knew that they left at one point. I think so. The, the two went back down the hill, and we called one of them back up, and I, that's when I got a bunch of video oh, of, him, of him gobbling at Eric uh-huh. uh, calling. They so, like Eric's mouth calling. They did. They can speak the language, dude. <laughs> it was crazy, dude. Like, I feel like you and I got a pretty good voice call, mm-hmm. and they were not like it. You thought it was a volume thing. It might have been right. I think I think there's a possibility, yeah. But there, I don't know. Later in the morning, I thought maybe not because I was like, "There's something about the tone that sounds just a little bit more raspy hen or something." You mm-hmm. know, I don't know because I can make that pitch, uh-huh. but the rasp is hard for me to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. But we ended up moving the decoys up and trying to reposition on those birds because we knew they were hot and they wanted to see those <laughs> hens, mm-hmm. and we were. Like, literally about to do that. Like, they were coming back up the hill, I guess, for a third time. And all of a sudden, we hear, oh, 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 <laughs> from <laughs> down below, like, not in a good place. Not pretty in much, a good r- place. Pretty much right off the parking lot yes, of the other ridge. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Old boy heard them gobs that we were working and came up there and tried to call them and just completely threw a grenade into everything we were doing. And it was over at that point. Uh. We lost, lost all those gobbers, which, I mean, that's just kind of part of it, and I, you probably really like that since you like the challenge and yeah, all. It was yeah, probably like was... the best part of the day for you. But for me, <laughs> not the best part, not at all. For me, I was really uh, disappointed. You know, nothing against that feller; he was just trying to kill a turkey too. But um, mm-hmm. it's very inconvenient for us. Yeah. Then we ended up walking. Kind of, we were working this big ridge on the way out, and you were calling every hundred, hundred fifty yards, and then. 
just walking along and bust some gobs right there pretty close to kind of where we're going to exit. And uh, we'd actually walked by them. Mm-hmm. They were on this little secondary ridge, just three of them just strutting it up over there, just hung up, wouldn't even move or anything. We were working hard on those birds, and they finally ended up moving out on us too and uh, figured out that, like you were saying, terrain's a big deal. Like Eric and I made like a suicide push to try to go kill them, and they were gone. But, I mean, what we lost probably 40-foot elevation and gained it, like yeah. in a just, you know, 50 yards yeah, or something you know it's a big yeah. deep ravine and you can tell like those birds knew where we were mm-hmm. as far as turkeys not they didn't know we we're humans and they wanted over there but they just couldn't they just couldn't do it yeah mm-hmm. yeah there wasn't no way it's gonna happen mm-hmm. it was like futile at that moment so yeah i don't know i think that um the crazy i think the craziest part of the day is when we were sitting there at noon and yeah. we were just sitting there calling going, there's nothing going on i told casey he's like well what's the work back down the road towards the field and let's go see if they're in the field and we literally stand up and casey's oh they're strutting over there and they're <laughs> 200 yards away from I'd, us i'd literally five seconds before that did a goofy elk call mm-hmm. a tyler to mess with him because <laughs> yeah. we're fixing to leave and then i look over and there's a black thing <laughs> what is that yeah yeah and, and then uh, we proceeded to call them for like 25 minutes and nothing, nothing happened <laughs> yep. i don't know where they went or what happened i don't know i kind of wonder a lot on this stuff if there were hens involved that we never really mm-hmm. saw. You know those those disappearing birds. But. On the outdoor TV we were watching earlier, the hens were just bringing them right up to these guys. Oh, man, when does that happen? I, I guess whenever you uh, go with the outfitter, Southern Nebraska. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah, know. Probably. <laughs> that going, don't I might happen need to in do public that. land in Illinois. <laughs> I might need to do that next year. I know, an outfitter from Nebraska. <laughs> Can you please contact the elementwild.com? <laughs> no kidding. But, I'm going to uh, be reaping some turkeys. <laughs> yeah, for real. For my freezer. Um, you still have quite a bit of time left in your season. Yep, I got till the 13th. And you're still going to do it with Bo. Yep. Mm. So this is the end of the turkey season, though. Yeah. This is like uh, – because up here we've got different tags for different seasons, and so we've actually got a late-season tag – but you've got opportunities, I think. Man. Yeah, yeah. And we found that roosting tree today, so that's where I'm going to concentrate. We did, we did. So actually, we ended up um, at the end of the day where we kind of had those last surprise noon gobblers. Um, made a big circle in the vehicle and came up from the other direction, and uh, it seems like a little bit easier access. I think that then you know the way we had originally gone in. Mm-hmm. I think you could probably kind of slip in right there it's and those roosting trees too. and just do some hunting mm-hmm. you know i i don't know i kind of think that especially if you're solo hunting up there you might just go up there and camp out and just kind of wait on one to come by you that's know that's not a bad idea that yeah. might be the easiest way for you to get a archery shot too you yeah. know if he you know when you're calling those birds they're like a looking yeah but if you, if he didn't have a care in the yeah. world he's just picking grasshoppers you might be able to just draw and shoot one yeah that's mm-hmm. that's a good point another thing is every bird we saw today was a big old rope dragger man there wasn't any stupid jakes around no it wasn't jakes it wasn't hens no <laughs> it's like pretty much just gobs, gobs everywhere oh my goodness man yeah. that was fun dude it was it was a it fun was. morning well so um do you have any other thoughts about like how you're gonna what you're gonna do the rest of this turkey season well, I think Casey made a great point right there. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm probably going to try that out. Maybe try to just be quiet and get close to those roost trees, and mm-hmm. if that doesn't work, like I said, I, I go by what I learned from the previous day and mm-hmm. take it to the next. That's yeah. what we were talking about that. I feel like I learned a lot today. Yeah, yeah. You know, we don't get to turkey hunt a lot. So, mm-hmm. 
it's nice to have these days where you have a lot of encounters mm-hmm. to be because I would, man, if we just only saw like one bird today, I feel like I wouldn't have learned anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and especially on like a weekly basis, I feel like there's a lot to be taken from our experiences today to help you have success. Mm-hmm. Are you hunting tomorrow? I don't know. I, I think if, it depends on the rain. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. It's there's supposed to be right a lot of rain tomorrow, yeah. isn't there? Yeah. Well, that's duty. Yeah, <laughs> I'd like to though. Yeah. 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 Well, we have to head out tomorrow. We got to make it back to the house. It's like, I don't know, 16 hours or something like that. So, 16 million hours. 16 million. Uh, so, uh, I kind of, I'm real sad because I'd like to go hunt with you some more. Dude, that was I, a lot of yeah, fun. Yeah. I think if you guys would stay, I think we, we could get it done. Oh, I, I think, I, 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 think I could still get it done. But I don't know. really know if we were any help at all today, <laughs> but it was fun. And it was fun. But just having three people all, you know, yeah, bouncing ideas. Yeah, we talk about that all the time. Bouncing yeah. ideas off each other bouncing really Bouncing ideas is the It's huge. That's why, I like, going out and scouting like this is, to, together is such a bit back to the whitetail stuff, you know, like – you can all just sit there and process stuff. And you probably saw it the other day when Tyler and I were trying to process like those double trails coming through those fence holes, you know, like the ability to back and forth and like shoot holes in everybody's boats mm-hmm. in a nice way, you know, like yeah. that's, you get some critical thinking done that mm-hmm. way, yeah. Yeah. you know. I mean, that's how you narrow it down because yeah. there's like thousands or millions of ways that you can go into the woods and not shoot a buck. And there's about 10 that you can go in and shoot a buck. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? So it's like, if you're not shooting holes in it, man, the chances that you get one of those 10 ways of shooting a buck is pretty pretty slim. It so. sounds like us calculating draw odds the other day. I don't know how these fractions <laughs> all work, but if there's more guys, it's got to be better, right? <laughs> we got to have a chance, right? <laughs> have better chances. Yeah, yeah. Know. that's, I mean, and I talk about this real quick. What was the coolest thing you found this weekend? Because you, tr- you might have trouble narrowing that down. I but do have I got trouble. an idea of what I, you might. I, I, can we, you want to just list off a couple of the cool yeah, things we found? Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, I found, I will probably start for me uh, from top to bottom. I'm sorry, from bottom to top. And like you throw in where you think something that you, and you too, that you think is cool. That you found personally. Uh, for me. I found chicken in the woods, mm-hmm. mushrooms. Got them in the refrigerator right there. I, actually, before that, I took cuttings off a mulberry tree mm-hmm. that I'm going to go home and root. Chicken in the woods. You then, hope that it's an everbearing Illinois, right? Well, I did some research on that. Uh, Illinois everbearing is actually a hybrid of a uh, red mulberry and, and a, a Pakistani white. mulberry. Oh. Yeah. So it's not even a wild mulberry. Cool. But. <laughs> so not a, it will be an Illinois mulberry, but not maybe not an Everbearing. Yeah. But um, I found chicken in the woods. Got that in the refrigerator. Uh, and then I found my first Morel mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Those are in the backpack still. I think they're going to be okay. This is, this is from bottom from top? Yeah. Dang. To top, yeah. Mushrooms number four, huh? Chicken in the woods well, was I don't know. It, over Morel? No. Oh. Bottom to top. Oh. I have one more. Hey, hey. I think. Okay. Uh. My next one would be the mineral lick mud scrape hole <laughs> yeah. that I found. That was the strangest whitetail sign I've ever seen. Yep. I've heard about these type things, but people usually are like planting them. And I really think that this is a native one. Mm-hmm. There were a slew of trails that all converged in the middle of this willow thicket. And I'm thinking bedding, right? Like, yeah. that's what you're thinking. Like, oh, there's going to be a, a bed in here. It's cool. And there's rubs around, which kind of was like, oh, all right. And I walk up, 
And then there's this syrup tie, syrup tub sized hole in the ground, and it's just a giant mud ball. And there's deer tracks all around it, and they have just been going in there and eating dirt, and licking it up, and mm-hmm. just making scent and nasty. And like, that I, that I think I feel like that hole was almost like dead center in the middle of that drain. It too. was, yeah. And so, like, I wonder if there's some kind of mineral coming off that hill or something that is ending up right there. There's a spring or something. Yeah, pushing and the spring's iron pushing up. it up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's real weird. I do think that we will be employing a uh, brother of mine to um, <laughs> set out <laughs> a trail camera on that place later in, in, in the summer because I'm real interested in what goes on there. I've never seen that before in my life. Mm-hmm. Now, anyone else find anything cool this week? That, that was probably my coolest thing I found. Yeah, that was that was. You didn't find that. Pretty, did. pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that thing. <laughs> You were there for it. Yeah, uh, I was just there. Uh, I was just messing with you, man. I, uh, I found a pretty sweet shed. You did. I was wondering where that one... That, I mean, that's that that's up there with the whole mineral hole yeah. as far as just cool factor. It's big, yep. dude. Yeah, it's a uh, mainframe four-point side, um, but it's got like... Around the base, it's got like two or three extras. One that looks like a hatchet, a little baby hatchet. And, mm-hmm. and then it's got like a little thing in between. It's brown. It's G2 that kind of comes... Almost kind of off the back, but it's built like a normal tine kind of. It looks like an extra brow tine. Yeah. Like and if it didn't have its normal brow tine, I'd be like, oh, that's brow tine. Yeah. yeah. And it's like halfway between the brow and the G2, and it's got like a little hole right there where it developed. Like he, he injured it. And uh, that's that's one of the cooler sheds I've ever found. It's also uh, like one – it's a sizable shed. Like it's mm-hmm. not just a small – like it looks like it came off an old deer that's mm-hmm. on the way down or whatever kind of – Big base. So, yeah, good mm-hmm. base. And and, it's, and it was a good fresh antler, you know, brown still and everything. Pedicle looks cool. So that was probably – that was uh, one of my favorite, favorite finds. Um, you know, I enjoyed finding a lot of the, the deer sign on some of the stuff that we're hoping to hunt. Mm-hmm. Um I enjoyed finding deer sign actually on one that we did a map scout challenge of. It kind of hyped me up. Like I was like, man, this is a, this is a map scout challenge we should definitely put out in about December. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like one of those things like, man, I I really want to hunt this place, I you know. know man. Um, but I, I liked, I don't, I don't know, like sometimes when you just find a spot where you're like, I could kill a buck here. I feel really good about that. Mm-hmm. And there's just a lot of sign around. It's just shredded up. And you're like, man, some mature bucks have spent time right here. That's where I bumped that buck out of its bed, that place too, you know. So it's mm-hmm. like, uh, not that we didn't know there were deer there, but like when you see one, it makes you just feel that much better. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. So, I, I mean, there's there's other things that, you know, I saw along the way that I really uh, thought were cool. But I can't, I can't uh, place them all right now because it's day five or whatever and i'm fuzzy brain and Mm -hmm. everything else but yeah well i think that this evening we're gonna go we're kind of taking it easy you know we're about to head out tomorrow morning and so we're gonna go out to eat and just kind of do the thing i uh, figured out that i've been charging all the food to the church card (laughs) while ago so i now have to do some swapping around of funds to make sure i'm not uh ananas and sapphire up in here so i gotta (laughs) you know but uh that's that's cool but tonight we'll make sure and not use that card but uh, good idea yeah we're gonna go out take it easy uh be uh what seis de mayo (laughs) so i think that's the day everybody goes back to yeah non-cultural appropriation and then yeah um we yeah. did. Uh, we actually did a Cinco de Mayo um, dinner last night after we did our cruiser mm-hmm. uh, 
collab mobile hunting thing. It was fun, man. And we had we did a collab on uh, Instagram. If you haven't seen it, you can do that, or we'll probably put it out as a podcast at some point here pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but, did your uh, phone take mileage yesterday? Mileage? Uh, sorry, your watch. Oh no. no, my watch won't take mileage for summer. It'll do steps, and that's about it. Yeah. What brand that's is it? Garmin. It's cool. I want a Garmin watch. Yeah, I love it. Besides cool. the mile thing, it's cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, you might be able to. And I, and you that. might be able to do it, and I just don't know it yet. Yeah, that's how a lot of stuff is for me too. Yeah. I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. 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 But uh, I just kind of wonder because we hogged out on the Taco Bell last night, and I know that like. When I feel nasty from Taco Bell, and I didn't feel that, I think I needed that Taco yeah, Bell. You know is. what I mean? I know, dude. Like, because we put it, we put it in yesterday. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Um, what are those tacos that you got me? Um, cheesy gordita crunches. That is one of the best things. It's on the one of the best. It's so good, dude. <laughs> like I have to. That's just a pro tip for guys wanting to go to Taco Bell. Yeah. Cheesy gordita. Hashtag crunch. not sponsored, but I wish. Mm, one day. Man, yeah. you, you tell me. I mean, they got they sell Mountain Dew there, right? Mountain Dew sponsor everybody in the outdoor industry. Right I, I think Casey's is wanting to sponsor you. Oh, that's right. right. You oh, should talk to him. Are you related to any of Casey's, <laughs> dude? I made the Casey's story. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was cool. It's a big deal, dude. Should have put that on my list. I have 500 followers. That's what? it? <laughs> <I'm kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> no way. It was like, golly, we got to do some promoting for them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my boy Drake Lamb was jealous. So. He was. <laughs> he was, man. Especially when I told him that Bucky's was better. <laughs> oh, well, man. I guess uh, it's a good time to wrap up. Eric, we're very glad to have you, man, and we appreciate the hard work you put in with us so far. And hopefully this can be something that goes on for years and years I man. Know, man. i have cool one stuff. final question to wrap up right. the podcast with eric oh gosh here we go let's do it would you rather just call you g g money e what do you think what's the oh. best or just eric i think you guys should just come up with that okay. i'll probably call you rick quite a bit i like rick <laughs> you know people call me rick so i like rick <laughs> yeah slick yeah. rick slick rick shooting the slick tricks uh we got another buddy, Eric. They call him Slinging Rick, which is pretty funny because he used to kind of miss a few deer along the way. But uh, he's he's kind of zoned now on he just kills now everything. He kills them all. Yep. But, uh, Eric, my final question for you. Well, maybe I have two questions. Can I have two questions? <laughs> yeah, it's good. Those. First one is going to be shorter. How big is the deer you're going to kill in South Dakota this year? <sighs> South Dakota? Uh-huh. Can I answer I this question for me too? Mm-hmm. I don't really know the bucks there, so that's I don't know. Um, well, there's there's James, you, there's you me, Jimmy, and <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Buck, James Buck. What was that thing we came up with earlier today? Oh, oh, that's right. I don't believe in luck, but I believe in big bucks. Yeah, that's yeah. It. <laughs> I like good bucks. That's right. I'm gonna go for at least 115 inch. We'll say that. Ooh. Dang, dude. Lefty better hope I he like comes it. down that like side it. of the trail. I know it. Uh, the buck that I'm going to shoot in South Dakota is going to be 67 inches. Is that a um, is that a plus or a minus compared to your deer from last year? <laughs> it's, a, it's a plus minus. Yeah, that deer's probably right there at that, don't you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. probably right. It's a nice, nice eight. I, I need thing. to score. My, I'm, I'm actually interested in seeing what a – Basket yeah, eight you know, scores. We, we all like we know like we throw around this one twenty one thirty thing a lot. You know, yeah. I wonder what like a you know two year old eight point scores. Like yeah, that. or a one year old eight point. Maybe we should do a video on that. I think we should. Well, I'll get yeah. that one fifteen. Okay, right? Dude, <laughs> yeah. if you shoot a one fifteen, we're going to 
Well, we're going to eat everything. <laughs> everything. <laughs> we're going to eat everything, dude. Yeah. We're going back sure. straps, and then that night we're going to get pizza later on. Mm-hmm. And mm. So, okay, um, the maybe a little bit more expanded version. Uh, what are you looking forward to the most this fall? I think going to other states and seeing deer hunting in other states because mm-hmm. I think I can learn something from it and maybe use it here. Mm-hmm. Hopefully use it yeah, here. Yeah, dude, I'm telling you. uh, We talked about it before, but just doing the Map Scout Challenge in multiple states last year and different properties and stuff, I felt like we, I feel like we just leaps and bounds, you know, just gained so much knowledge about how to find deer and, and, you know, obviously like the the moment of truth is something that you kind of only get you you get better at with the experience of the moment of truth, but like getting to that point. You know, we uh, we gained a lot of knowledge last year doing that, and I think probably will you'll do the same. And you seem like a very critical thinker and a guy who's always trying to get better and uh, very competitive. Yeah, so I am. Um, <laughs> it's good, dude. Yeah, we get six guys going to South Dakota. Eric's gonna be <laughs> Eric's gonna be like up in that number the whole time. Like, oh, what? Like day one, one of us knocks down a one twenty. <laughs> Eric is gonna be like, okay, nothing smaller, one thirty. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're going to be placing side bets and stuff. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, is that uh, all your questions for him? Yeah, I think I had – well, we, we we play the question game a lot. Yeah. When Eric and I are just by ourselves. Yeah. Because um, Eric is, uh, in a good way, uh, not a speak first kind of guy too much, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So um, our conversations are a lot of Casey asking Eric questions about life. <laughs> yeah. so, but it's fun. I, yeah. like, I like to learn, uh, you know – you're my first friend, really. Well, no, I've had other friends from Illinois, but like the first guy I've hung out with a lot from Illinois. Yeah, cool. Who's open about saying stuff. Some people up here are secretive about their stuff. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, maybe you know, they live in Chicago. That's right. <laughs> but, uh, you yeah. know, it's just cool to kind of learn about, you know, different parts of the country and how people grew up and yeah. doing stuff. And I'm they, in the same boat. I mean, yeah. like, I, I, I'm with you, Eric. Like, moving around, seeing deer hunting and seeing different places is just so much fun, man. Yeah. And, like, I kind of have this goal. Um, and I don't know if it'll happen every year, but I'm trying to make it happen right now, year after year, is just to hunt a, hunt a new state every year. Yeah, that'd be cool. And so hopefully that happens this year, kind of work, 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 or waiting on draws and uh, scheduling stuff out for the, what we know we're going to go do and that kind of thing. But I do, uh, I do really enjoy traveling, man, and, and seeing new parts of the country and learning about it and stuff. It's, it's pretty awesome. You know, no matter what uh, – side of the aisle your state votes on or whatever i mean still some cool things in pretty much every state so mm-hmm. um i don't know that's that's i'm in the same boat man i think we all enjoy going around and seeing new things meet new people yeah buddy and so, killing big deer killing big that's deers. what we're gonna do this year <laughs> eric i'm ready dude you got your first double punch out of the way on the yeah, camera got this year. Out of the way. <laughs> yeah, so we ain't got to worry about that. We're gonna just gonna get stuff on film and kill a lot of big bucks this fall. Yeah, yeah. Um, what kind of food we eating tonight? I don't know. What do you want? What do you like? I I like everything. Yeah, I am not picky. We talked about wings earlier. Is that? Kind of what y'all are thinking? Are you? I love you love we don't have to do beat up. There's a other uh, good place over there that has uh, burgers <clears> and chicken <throat> sandwiches, wraps. I think wings will be fine. Cool. <clears throat> goodness i've got the uh i've got that that voice that you get when you wake up in the mornings you know yeah i do too yeah yeah it's pretty it's a good voice really radio it's a radio voice (laughs) yeah Yeah. but uh it's got a little crispy i used to listen to a radio show every day three (laughs) hours a day about texas a&m sports 
That's how much of a loser I was, and still am. Uh, but um, one of the guys on that radio show is named Olin Buchanan. If uh, you ever watched the show Varsity Blues, he is the guy who interviews uh, – what's the quarterback's name? Do you remember? Um, I can't remember. What's it like Gosh, being – you know, remember that Sweet guy? Sweet tea or whatever his yeah, name No, not really. Oh, what is his name? <laughs> yeah. I can't think of it. Uh, I can't think of it either, but he's the guy who does that interview in that in that movie. But he got this kind of squeaky voice from East Texas. But this is so anecdotal that y'all don't care. Uh, but once or twice a year, he gets bad allergies and he goes into this baritone, really good voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. like it's kind of inverted, you know. Like most of the time, he's got a weird voice, but every once in a while, a good voice. Yeah, so. you know, you know, I've always talked about how like Cam Haynes has such a great voice for yeah, this kind of stuff. Scratchy. It's so scratchy. Yeah. I think it's because he's always tired because he's yeah. running so much. That's <laughs> probably it is, man. I bet. I bet yeah. he has scarring on his lungs <laughs> and his legs. <laughs> That's a good way to uh, not pick up on the gain on our uh, podcast when you start talking like that. Yeah. You can also talk like. but with that i think it's a good time to rock and roll and get out and get some supper guys thank y'all for listening and hanging out with us i hope you're excited to have eric along for the ride this fall because we sure are i'm sure you'll be hearing quite a bit more from him as much as we can get out of him at least he's he's kind of a more quieter kind of guy but uh (laughs) he's he's always listening which is a good thing man Mm -hmm. uh i think that People like that can learn a lot in the woods and end up being those stone cold killers that everybody uh, hears about but doesn't ever hear from. So mm. that might be Eric. He might have a whole barn full of uh, giant bucks and we don't even know because he hasn't told us yet. So is, I know it, man. I know it. We but, haven't uh, opened his barn yet. Yeah. I hope y'all are staying safe, staying dry, and uh, possibly looking forward to warm weather. I know that fishing is on the horizon for us right mm-hmm. now. We've been talking about all kinds of rocky mountain clear streams and all kinds of stuff. So, uh, Plan a vacation with your family pretty soon, guys. It's a good time to get that done. Brownie points expire within 24 hours, but, hey, it never hurts <laughs> to get one every once in a while to try to hang on to. Uh, remember to do that this summer, and remember, this is your element. Live in it. Clean and protect your firearms with Riptide Armory. Riptide, a veteran-founded business. It's dedicated to producing American-made cleaning chemicals and also dedicated to creating American jobs. And that commitment is embodied in every product that's bottled, labeled, and shipped from their Arvada, Colorado facility. Safe for all firearm types and surfaces. Embrace the power of American ingenuity and protect your firearms with the best. Visit RiptideArmory.com. I've been telling you guys about Land.com to help you find a place to call your own and do all the hunting and fishing and hanging with the family that you want. While owning your own piece of land is something that can generate memories, I can speak to this personally because my family, we own a couple small, beautiful little backcountry parcels it can also generate income in both the near and long term like starting a rental business slash family compound that can benefit both this and future generations check out the hundreds of thousands of rural listings from across america enough dreaming about it land.com is the place to find and invest in your open space 